On this edition of Discologist, Eduardo and Kevin are discussing I Killed Your Dog, the remarkable new album from multifaceted recording artist Taja Cheek, who you may know better as Lorraine. They will also be spinning tracks that they are sure you're going to love from the band's Titans, World in Action, and talking about whatever their smooth brains get them going on about this time. Important note, no dogs or animals were harmed in either the making of Lorraine's album or the discussion you're about to hear. With that out of the way, please get comfortable. Your experience begins now. Sir, small, smooth, walnut, walnut brain, walnut-sized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of walnuts because they're good for your cholesterol. They are, is what I'm told. They're very, so very I've, good I've, for I've cholesterol. I've folded it. I've folded in like a daily walnut thing. I hope my brain isn't the size of a walnut. Yeah, now. we haven't ever proclaimed, uh, literally ever, that the show is smart. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's right. That's never that, been part of our. That's brand. for other people to decide. Uh, but uh, yeah. you know, like we said, often uh, we do the show for us. Uh, but what we do here, yes. if you're tuning in, uh, we talk about music. Well, we, we share music that we like. So we try to surprise each other. We try to surprise you. You get honest reactions that way. But uh, then we then we talk about music because we think about music obviously a lot. Uh, we've been talking to musicians a lot lately. Just had a fantastic yes. conversation with Israel Nash. Uh, if you haven't heard the sure conversation did. with Jason Hall Harris, man, yeah, whew, that's good. Good dude. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm starting to feel a little not sad isn't the right word. Uh, I don't feel there's enough time in the day for us to talk to like all the people that we necessarily want to, right? This is true. Yeah. This is very true. So um, that's why our fundraiser is up, is up there. <laughs> if you guys yeah. can donate, like I, I'm just going to go with metric fuck ton of money to us. Yeah. Make us, make us rich. Make us rich. And, we'll talk to all and the then people. we will talk to all the yeah. people and they will talk. It'll, it'll be great. Yeah. And I'll get back to like cooking for artists. Used to do that. People yeah. would come through town. Sure. Uh, it'll yeah. be, it'll be a whole thing. That's, you can be like the cactus club. Annex. <clears throat> yeah. That's our like 500 year plan. I think, uh, <laughs> and the world's going to end tomorrow. Anyways. Uh, uh, welcome back to the show. We have a good one for you today. We're talking about Lorraine's, uh, I killed your dog. That is our feature today. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know who she is, um, she's put out a few albums over the past few years. I first came, uh, to know her music, when she opened for Black Mini, uh, which we're going to talk, which we're going to talk yeah. about, and yeah. it it just completely, absolutely blew me away, um, because what often and and very much the same way Black Mini does, uh, one critique I have of a lot of indie rock is that people can't play their instruments, like you know there's they're okay, but yeah. there's not there's not a whole lot of energy. It's kind of a little boring. It's like yeah, you're doing the thing. Yeah, nothing here. This band is. Fucking emphatically, astounding. yeah, not the case. Yeah. Emphatically, not the case for Lorraine's yeah. band. So she has uh, uh, a new album yeah. out. Uh, it came out yesterday, uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Before we do that, though, I think we should just get straight to the music. 
Uh, do you want to? Do we want to roll some dice? See you guys first. Do you want to go first? Hey, let me go. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna step into the spotlight here since I'm being since I'm being kind of self serving with my with my pick. Oh, shit. Okay, uh, go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um, I have a track uh, from a band that I sent you one album of already. This is a Brazilian kind of seminal oh, man. art art punk band named uh, Chitains, which translates to you know Titans. Uh, they are on. They're in the. They're in the midst of their farewell of their farewell tour, and I just saw them in New York for the third or fourth time. I hadn't seen them in thirty years. I think the last time I saw them was in like ninety two or ninety three. Up until that point, and for much of my like young life, they were by far the best live band I had ever seen. It was my my brother's first live show. Uh, was one of the times um, that I saw them in Rio. Uh, I went to Radio City for the first time to see them. Uh, they played like a two and almost a half, like two and a half hour set almost to like a standing crowd of, you know, 99.9% Brazilians. My, the person I was there with was like astonished that she heard no English being spoken right. and that everyone knew the words to every single song, which is true. Amazing. Uh, they, the song I have here is called Miseria, which means misery. And the, and the key line that keeps being repeated is a variation of, uh, misery is misery everywhere. Uh, but riches are different. And huh. this, it's sort of my own, my, my way of like a speaking to what, uh, just what an incredible show I just saw in New York. Um, and also a little bit, I don't know, it's my little take on sort of what's happening in the world right now, which is yeah. that, you know, being, being you know, being miserable is kind of the same story everywhere you go. And uh, there's a lot of misery in the world right now. Indeed. Uh, so let's go back to like 92 for this track. Diferenças. 
From 1989. That's 89. I was going to super fresh. I was going to confirm there. Super fresh is a good way to put it. Is there a video for this? I don't remember if there was a video for this song. Um, They did. They did. They made videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it sounds like it should have a video, right? It definitely sounds like it should have a video. That is that like where the fashion involved is very. It doesn't match up with the message, you know. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, when I hear that. I think of stuff. I think of obviously like the Clash, uh, doing, yeah. doing a lot of that stuff. Midnight Oil. I could see stuff like that. that you know, it, it is strongly in that brand of that late '80s protest music uh, that was starting to fold into college rock at the time. Yeah. Uh, how do they? So th- those are all very dated sounds. Yes, and and I don't mean that as a negative. They're they're just you can. Yeah. I know exactly when those sounds were. Probably what drums were used and whatnot. Uh, yep. w- when they play this now, what does it sound like? They are really faithful to this arrangement and this instrumentation. Wow. Okay, it's really yeah yeah they really keep it they really keep it close to this. Um, huh. And this song would have been I think they their first they were first kind of played on Brazilian radio in the early eighties. So they have a journey that is very much like you know their early eighties stuff is very clashy. There's some oh there's some elvis costello in there there's like early sort of you know first wave uh first and second wave punk stuff um and then by the time they get to the late 80s they're sort of more interested in like you know pop sounds yeah. and there's they get a little bit more arty there's sort of more talking heads thrown in there and uh yeah this this for me is this is like a really this is a really important record uh for me and yeah. i know you had gravitated toward their more 80 sounding stuff explicitly rather than their their punkier stuff yeah. and this was yeah, yeah, yeah. to give you a sense of like how much weight they still attached to this song this was they opened their encore it was like a four or five song encore and they opened it with this song which i thought was a really great choice yeah that's uh, and, and so they're on their farewell tour 
Yeah. So it, one of them, there like were the eight Eagles? members of this band. Like, the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hell is freezing over. No, there were there were eight members originally. One of them has since passed. Oh. Um, his daughter is on the tour and sings some of his songs. Another oh, wow. one of them had um, had uh, uh, throat cancer, esophageal cancer, and is like yeah. speaks in a rasp and can still sort of work through his songs but you know they're they're old they're old and they have yeah. not softened their politics with age which is the other great thing is yeah. that you know they're singing songs that are are explicitly critical of capitalism and the concrete jungle all those sort of like 80s formulations of like things that are bad in the world uh how, how and they're still with how it. big were they back in the day would you say Oh, they yeah, they were they were huge. They were huge. They were is, one of is the, there an analog were, you know, for like the top American group like this? You know, at the at the time, I mean, you would have heard this on the radio, like alongside Phil Collins, and uh, you know, in yeah. in Brazil, like yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. how they would have been. Huh. You know, um, the first time I saw them, they were co-headlining uh, uh, kind of a festival date, uh, and I there was there was about forty five thousand people there, I think. Um, the second time I saw them was in a theater in downtown Rio that was packed to the gills and there must have been probably four or 5,000 people there. Um, Radio City was a near sellout at 6,000 people here in the U.S. So that's, you know, I think that's impressive for a, yeah. for a Brazilian band to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I'll, uh, I kind of want to look up now and see if they were like where they would have been played in America. Where they would have went? Where they would have been played in, on American radio. Like what markets? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, it's possible they. It's you know they they had. I'm trying to think. They do a few English language things, but they never really made a play for markets outside the U.S. Other than that that live recording that I sent you, that was them playing at the Montreux Jazz Festival right, 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 right. in like 1988 or something. Man, uh, that's good stuff. It was their f yeah the 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 Radio City show was you know they 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 talked about the fact that they came to New York in the late seventies to go to shows at CBGB's as like, you know, teenagers and in their early twenties. And so to be, you know, headlining radio city, some, you know, 45 years later is, yeah. is pretty freaking rad. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing. That's, um, yeah. Somebody should, uh, contract Ry Cooter to do a documentary. He, oh he's God. good at that. Right. He would, he would be so into it. He would, he would get along with so many of it's, them. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll email Joaquim. And see, and talk to Joaquin, yeah. And see, and see, and see, <laughs> talk to your dad. Uh, fantastic. Um, so it's, you know, you mentioned given the, the state of the world today, I think weirdly that ends up being, we we end up with themes for episodes somehow. I don't know if it's just yeah. we pick up vibes, but but my, the track I'm going to play is a couple of weeks ago, you heard us talking about if your friends make music, it's it's our job. Uh, to support that in however way we can. We have a mic, we have a show, we have lots of listeners, so so that helps. But also, you know, on social media, we're shouting out everything. Uh, you know, but uh, this particular band, World in Action, like it was such a surprise that it happened uh, because of who's in it. Uh, it's a four-person band three members of beloved Milwaukee bands and one Kelsey Kaufman owner of the cactus club on drums. Oh, and you know, there's been, she's been busy as hell running the cactus club, which 
is just just an amazing space. She's done an amazing job. So when I went in there one time and talked to her real quick, she was like, yeah, I'm playing drums for some spiky punk band. And I was like, what? Like, like I knew she played drums, but what is going on here? Um, and ends up being world in action. They're self-described as anarcho-inspired peace punks uh, formed as an outlet to channel ever-growing anxieties about the current societal, social and political climate. Uh, they have a three-song EP out. They played Bayview Bash, uh, which I sadly missed that set. But uh, the name of the track I want to play is the last song on the EP. It's called Final War. Um, and, you know, given everything that's going on, I think a lot of, historically, the punk scene is, most people know this, is is anti-violence, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, right. it's sort of antithetical to what you see, like the person, you know, like, oh my God, they must be super violent. But uh, the point is, uh, this is a very socially conscious band. Uh, they're using uh, tried and tested tools, sounds to like get their messages across. And uh, I, I love this. And I love that she's doing this. And I, and I hope, uh, I hope they play a lot more shows because I definitely need to. So anyways, uh, this is final war by world in action.
That is World in Action with Final War. If there is one thing, there's a lot of things that us Milwaukeeans are really good at. But if there's one thing, it's making punk music. Metal is right behind it, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was great. Um, I uh, was thinking back... um, on something that our listeners won't have heard yet, but from our Israel Nash mm-hmm. chat, uh, where he said something like, you know, you're out on, you know, you're out at a bar, you got a beer in hand, there's a band playing, like, that's pretty universal. You know, yeah. it's just, that's just like, no matter who you are, you're going to respond to that. And if that band is on stage, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's, yeah. um, that's just a, that's just a great, that's like everything I like about, um, kind of, you know, traditional punk, uh, folded into one track. Like there's a couple of different sections. Mm-hmm. The transitions are like kind of telegraphed, you know, they're coming, you're anticipating them. There's like a sort of a shouted chorus. That's this repet, you know, like this repetition of, uh, of, of a phrase that sounds kind of militant and uh like a like a mantra of some sort and um to you know just to like tie it to the sort of theme i mean we're you know there's a we're like renewing a uh cycle of violence right now that's been going on forever and presumably every single time there's been this thought of like oh this will be the final blow in this thing and it really never is Um, we're always fighting our final war yeah yeah. So I and I, I think to wait. Do they want to? Huh? Go ahead. Do these guys want to play in December? <laughs> I'll ask her. <laughs> <laughs> they want. They want to book a show like mid December. <laughs> I mean, she owns a club. So <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. You know, along those lines too. Uh, the conversation with Israel Nash, which you'll hear next week, people. Like so, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, he talked about the not needing and, and not in an elitist way or not saying these were elitist who need this, not needing, you know, a doctorate to understand the music. And so and where, where music just like you hear it, you know what you're in for, you know what it is and uh, and you, you get what you expect. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I, I love this. And you know that I don't I don't put on a lot of punk these days anymore, but. Yeah, this is not I, your, I've just been I, I've yeah. just been like cranking the shit out of it. I, I cannot. I've I've missed them Fuck play yeah. three times, and I I got to see them. But I live down the street, so we'll we'll get in yeah. on that. Um, okay, so Rad. that's some songs that we like, love even. Uh, we're gonna move on now. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. We're gonna talk about Lorraine's fantastic new album, "I Killed Your Dog."
That was the title track off of uh, Lorraine's brand new I Killed Your Dog. This is her. Uh, so uh, let, let me just step back here. Uh, Lorraine um, is the stage name of one Taja Cheek. Uh, this is the third release under the Lorraine moniker. There was a self-titled in 2017 and then Fatigue in 2021. Um, uh, Taja takes a lot of pride in the fact that her music is, is I think kind of hard to categorize in a lot of ways. I tend, I tend to agree with that. Um, I was listening back to some of her old stuff and the first song on her self title starts out as this kind of sultry R and B piece, kind of like what we just heard, but then it dissolves into this weird little guitar fugue. That's a little bit like, is it West African pop? Is it, is it kraut rock? Is it like, is it like math rock? Uh, is it just a groove? Um, and I think that's kind of emblematic of, of, uh, what, uh, what Lorraine sounds like. Um, some of that, uh, headiness, if you will, um, is probably, is probably related to the fact that, that Tasha Cheek has also been really busy, uh, as a curator in the art world. Um, she has a distinguished career as, as a curator. She was recently at PS1 MoMA and I think runs her own DIY space in, in Brooklyn. And all of this has led to this music being tagged with the, like, you know, uh, with the sort of experimental, too smart, uh-huh. uh, you know, smarty pants language that uh, can be off-putting. And that I think, you know, we should point out Taja herself uh, rejects. She really doesn't want to be talked about in that way. She, uh, Her two kind of musical partners who are part of that phenomenal live band that you heard us talking about are Andrew Lappin and Ben Chapiteau-Katz. They're credited by her sort of being co, uh, co-musical directors of where this is going. Um, and I'll just emphasize again, you'll hear us say this like a dozen more times. If you've seen this band live, you know how, how good they are. Yeah. Uh, recently they were, uh, you said you saw them opening for, for black midi. They also opened for animal collective and it might be hard to like not get tagged with an experimental yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. music label if you're opening for those acts. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, this is this is uh, by uh, by Taja's own account. This is kind of an exploration of certain parts of femininity that she felt were off limits for different reasons. And I think I think somewhere she described this as sort of like this is her basic bitch record. So yeah. it's a it's or an, an album anti breakup record. I think it has to do with like inflicting with, with how intimacy provides unique windows for you to inflict pain on the people you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to kind of meditate on some of those ideas. And I think, uh, you know, to me, um, this is really of a piece with her other releases. Her albums tend to have this kind of unique rhythm where they sort of alternate uh, what feel like, you know, full traditional songs with sort of sketches and little fugues and things like that. And, um, those are, those are often the result of, you know, sort of loops and and ideas she keeps around forever. She sort of famously just records a bunch of things and, and sits on ideas for years before she uses them. Um, you know, that, that she's also used the phrase like approaching songness to describe her approach to music. And I think that's kind of right. I, 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 you know, sort of spoiler alert. That's a little bit how I think of, of, of her records. And, um, and let me talk about that for just a second, because, uh, you know, what, what, what you just heard was probably, uh, you know, if you didn't know her work, I mean, that's, that's equal parts, you know, maybe Janelle, uh, maybe like Juliana Barwick 
uh-huh. for example. There's sort of like a sultry uh, quality there as well. Um, the repetition of the phrase makes me think of like conceptual artists like David Nauman or something like that. Um, but, but this still sounds a lot like a Lorraine record. And I'm, I'm just going to like the headline for me is that if I hadn't read up on this and if I hadn't sought out a lot of this information, this would have, this would have scanned for me, like just a continuation of what, of what Lorraine is doing and not really sort of a, right. a significant departure from, from what she's done, uh, in the past. Um, and I think that that, and I don't, I don't mean to like, to sort of push back on, on her resistance to being thought of as, as being experimental and heady, but I couldn't, I just couldn't help but think of like, you know, in the art world in the non-musical art world, um, uh, half of the work is kind of the conceptual nature of the piece, right? Yes. Half of the work is explaining your thinking, right? And so uh, you can present a blank canvas, but the concept behind that blank canvas has to be important. You probably like made the canvas from scratch or something like that, right? So right. like, it's just to say that the process is just important as the final product. Um, and, you know, as a standalone record, I, I, I like this as much as I liked her previous records, yeah having seen having seen the band live what i'm really excited for is not so much the release day of this album but rather uh what it's going to sound like when i see her at songbird again uh in late october um because i think to me a lot of these things are not going to feel you know the ideas on this record are not really going to feel totally fleshed out and they're not going to feel really uh fully explored i think until i until i see this live um that that said um you know, this has already been tagged with like a best new music and there's a lot of buzz and people, mm-hmm. people seem to think that the record is brilliant. And I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad record. I think it's a very lush, warm sounding thing. I've been testing out new, uh, new like, uh, headphones because I'm trying to get away from the Apple AirPod world. Uh, and, and what a great time to be testing some, you know, master and dynamic, uh, yeah. new little ear, earbuds. Uh, this is, this is a really lovely recording. The bass on it is just so warm. It's, it does all these weird loop things. It kind of makes you fight to hear the lyrics. They're sort of buried under many layers of sound yeah. sometimes. So it's a it's a really like I I'm fully on board with with kind of the praise for this record. Uh, but it leaves me feeling a little bit like there's something I'm not quite getting because uh, again, to me, it it, it sort of is going to feel incomplete until I see it live. And while I, I recognize how much work and craft went into the record, I'm not sure I would have really gotten all that had I had I not sought it out for myself so that we could talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, um, let's sort of listeners hear a little bit of it unless they haven't, in case they haven't already. Uh, yeah. the, this is the final track on the album, New Year's Unresolution. Oh yeah. Sorry. This is the lead yeah, single. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <everyone>. yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and this really is as a great encapsulation of everything you've been talking about.
That is uh, New Year's unresolution, and uh, I, I I think we're on the same wavelength here with with this record. Yeah. Um, I you know. <clears throat> Obviously, we each internalize stuff very, very differently. Um, I will say that, like I said, that black midi set blew me away. And I think it was because, like, you expect one thing because of how, and she addresses this by saying, you know, black women, black music, black art is often presented in one way. And so you, you just, you bias, like, uncontrollable bias. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you expect one thing and then you get this you know, what, what she actually is. And it, it does take a minute to catch up and wrap your head around it to say like, okay, what's, what's actually happening here. Um, when I listen to this, it's clear to me that her, and I think this generation that she's in has now internalized like a lot of the music that you and I grew up on. So it's just part of the lexicon now. So I'm talking about like Radiohead. I'm talking about Tune Yards. I'm talking about like Tame Impala is in here. Obviously Black mm -hmm. Midi is a newer band. Uh, the other one is like Frank Ocean. Um, for oh, for yeah. me listening to this, this is very much like Frank Ocean's Blonde, uh, which people do definitely are like, it's, it's a masterpiece uh, just as just as well received as channel orange. It's also a, an incredibly fussy album. And I don't think necessarily that this is fussy, but there is, you, you know, you mentioned the lyrics are buried in here. Uh, and it, it's just, it, this is a head trip. Uh, there, there isn't, except yeah. for that final song. I don't think there's a point you can like jump in anywhere and and just be like, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to listen to this song. Oh, uh, this. You also, I don't think, can put it on the background. All of these things, I think, are actually fantastic. I, I I think this is this is why this is what people should be making when they make an album. Um, with all of that said, though, I I do worry about how the, like the longevity of, of this in listeners' minds, and and I and I mean that for myself too, um, because. I, I listened to it twice today um, in uh, like the, our Apple TV or whatever does like spatial audio um, and mm -hmm. it, it fakes it basically. Uh, it's yeah. amazing, but you, I, I can't imagine just not listening to the whole thing. And we're, it's a package. We're in a time where people do not take the time out to do that. And not only that, people don't like write about stuff like that. They don't, review favorably the pitchfork review blew my mind because i don't i don't read pitchfork but i wanted to see what was going on and that's one of the highest scores i've seen from anybody <laughs> that yeah. anybody gets uh and yeah. to your point about the language that people talk about it you know they refer to it as baroque i don't know where that came from and neither does she but she's like take the compliment yeah. and, and, and i think that's the way to do it this is this is a remarkable piece of art and again on the level of like recently frank ocean's blonde i'll even throw in there like clippings there existed an addiction to blood mm. there is because there's this creepiness that is uh almost like a horror movie aesthetic uh that is black centered right yeah um yeah. and you it, it, you just don't hear that very often uh and you certainly don't you certainly don't hear it on the radio <laughs> Like, yeah. like, right. you know, I, I've heard somebody said this was radio friendly 
And I, I really want to find out where it was played because I, I want to listen to that radio station. <laughs> what radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember Cold Specs. Um, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. She was uh, described as Doom Soul. I think it has a lot in common with this. What I found fascinating, um, too, about this sonically is uh, something you mentioned about her, the way she records stuff. And some, she might just pick up an iPhone and record it. And very, very DIY, even though clearly... Uh, her skills are very beyond DIY. So, so it's, it's simultaneously, I think it could be redefining what a modern album is. And it's for people like me and maybe you, I'm not going to speak for you to like catch up to that. Like when I, I, I'm used to the paradigm of an album is a, a statement and not a vibe. And this yeah, is a statement, yeah. but it also is more of a vibe, I think. And it takes a lot to get me to feel that, but man, <laughs> do I feel that. You know, there's lines on here that are, are honestly laugh out loud funny if they weren't so horrific. Like, I hate my best friends because they want to fix me. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's, like, heart-crushing ones. Maybe one day, maybe one day I will dust myself off, forget you came, wallow in loneliness till I feel nothing. Yeah. You know, th- this is this is such an outrageous emotional statement paired with the sonics to make it hit that you that all that kind of gets buried. It's overwhelming and it's overwhelmingly psychedelic. I, I don't know if people have talked about it in it those is, terms, yeah. but it is one of the most psychedelic albums I've heard easily in the past 10 years. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think um, there's there's a there's like a there's a confidence. Um, I mean, I think I think maybe to, to sort of backtrack a little bit on on this question of like, uh, would I consider this experimental music or not? I think I think I think the 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 people making it they're so confident and they're so able to present complex ideas in a way that seems logical that it doesn't seem like uh, like an experimental record. Yeah, um, right. I don't know what that yeah. means anymore. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh I, I know experimental I, I, you know, pop is bullshit. There's no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there is, you know, the, the sort of the uncategorizability of it really, you know, I remember, you know, the show that I saw her play here at Songbird was, um, I remember thinking repeatedly, like, what kind of show am I seeing here? Right. What, like, what is this? Is this like, you know, and, 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 and the closest analogy I could come up with was like a very lofty historical one was like one of Miles Davis's like electric quintets yeah. or something from like, you know, the like early seventies or something like that. I was like, this is just a sort of a weird shape shifting. They fall into a groove, they fall out of it. Um, you know, some of these parts are like too challenging to necessarily be fully composed yet they're too complex to not be structured and organized yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it seems to kind of walk that line really well and i i don't you know i think i think i realized about 24 hours ago that like this review was really just going to be a pitch for us saying like hey everyone go see this band live like whatever you think yeah. about this record uh, go see this band yeah live. and i don't and i'm not going to claim that that was the purpose uh for for making yeah. this record but when you hear it it should prompt you to be like wait a minute actual humans made this 
Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I want to handmade I, music. Yeah. I want to be in the space of these humans because there's something very different going on here that I'm not hearing in, I, I, I'm not going to name a band, but y- you know, just your, yeah. your, your yeah. run of the mill stuff. I think, you know, going back to the point about digestibility of this, it's very much like a book and the way you consume a book, you know, you, you, yeah. you don't have yeah. distractions. You have to really, really pay attention or you don't get yep. it. Um, it also, to my mind, has a lot in common with Lonnie Holly's work in, in, in that just in, in the sense of, of sort of how often you're going to re- revisit it, how long it's going to be out there in the public consciousness. Um, yeah. Lonnie Holly's myth and then his last album are phenomenal records that you kind of can only listen to once a year. And, and that's a, yeah. that's a high compliment, but that's not like there's, it's not because there's anything wrong with them. It's because it's so much to take in. It takes, it takes a while to process this after you listen to it. I'm, you know, I think I'm going to try to keep, I'm going to see if I can find a way to keep this feeling light for me. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I think that that's, um, you know, maybe, well, actually, what do you think about, like, what do you think about the flow of the record? Because it seems to me like there are, it seems to me that it's, it's more structured on the front end than it is on the back end. Yeah. I, I think it's structured like a nightmare. <laughs> like into, into dissolution. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the and, name uh, of the album is I Killed yeah. Your Dog. Like there's no, yeah. there's, there's no warm, fuzzy feelings there. Like, yeah. um, and, and I don't, I don't know that you really find them on the record. Um, well, in the title track, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to tell if she's saying like, like the way she says the phrase, it's really unclear what the feeling behind that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. it could be a joke or it could be literal. Either way, it's yeah, not a good, yeah. not, not a good thing to think to say. Uh, I want to play a song on here that, that is a highlight of this. It's about halfway through the album, uh, five to eight hours a day, and it it really um, it really gets to. This is one of the more vibey tracks on the record, I think. Yeah, uh, this this crushes it.
that's using a language that Radiohead popularized and turning it into something absolutely and completely new. Um, and it, I mean, it's just yeah. it's triumphant as fuck. <laughs> like how? <laughs> how? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's like Lux in some way, Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just very, very rich. Um, and, uh, and it's a little, um, because it's so sort of like pastoral and kind of quasi folky, it's sort of, um, you know, that the, the opening stretch of the song kind of lands for me the way the, um, oh my gosh, the song on the, um, on the uh, the mountain on the Jamie Branch record, oh yeah, 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 where it just sort of comes out of nowhere and um, yeah, and feels like feels like a big vibe shift. Yeah, um, and then the second half of the song is just a whole other trip. Yeah, yeah, it, um, it, it's it's you know. So you asked me how I thought of it, you know, and the front half versus the back half. Like, how do you consider it? Yeah, I have the same, um, you know, the thing that, the thing that gives me pause about the sort of tracking of the record, and maybe this is, maybe this is actually what I really like about it, is the fact that, uh, what's that song is the second to last thing <laughs> on this. <laughs> Which is, uh, we're not going to play that because that really is best yeah. discovered. That's just showing off. Yes. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it really is. Like, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I, I, you know, the more I hear this, the more, like, I know it's coming and every single time it's just a thrill yeah. to hear them pull that off. Yeah. That, that, that is, um, and I, I don't know, will they do that live? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. That could, that could be like a whole five piece, you know, intermission live. Yeah. Like that could be, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it's impossible to know. Um, yeah, I have the same, like, I think it starts, um, I think our funeral and pet rock, um, kind of really set, uh, set a high bar. And I think, you know, maybe for pet rock in particular, um, that's, you know, the, the, on my first listen of, of the album, um, which I had like pre-ordered the vinyl. So I got it, uh, like a week before the release date. And I think I texted you and I was like, Oh, I'm listening to this yeah, now. Yeah. It's really good. And it was, and it was exactly during pet rock. And then I think, um, later when, when I was able to listen to it on headphones, it was exactly at Pet Rock that I texted you and I was like, is this album just getting better and better every time? And, right. Yeah. And I think the answer is that like, that's a really strong start to the record. Um, and, and, you know, the other songs I think are going to resonate more with me when I see them, when I see them on stage. So, so you, you're thinking you need to see it on stage and then it's all going to lock in. And yeah. And I think I will then go back to this record as kind of like a recollection of what, it was like to see them live, but I'm, I'm really like, based on what I've seen of this band, I'm sort of trying to reconcile like, okay, what, like, again, what is this band? Because right. what they do live is so much more interesting to me than what they do on record. And what they do on record is, is great yeah. too, but there seems to be some, some unarticulated philosophy here maybe about what they want a record to be and what they want their live show to be. Yeah. And I will you know, I will say, and, and part of the reason I just keep, I can't shut the fuck up about this is that literally anytime anyone has asked me like, what is the best band that you've seen over the last few years or since, you know, since the pandemic or whatever. And, and without fail, my answer is Lorraine. If you have not yeah. seen Lorraine, go see Lorraine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. Um, I think, 
if there's anything that people, if you're listening to this and this is the first time you heard of the album, uh, I, I would say keep giving it a chance. And I'm, and I'm saying that to myself too. I don't, I don't want it to get lost. I just know how we consume media. I know how everybody does. Yeah. But I don't know, make time. And then start, and, and then I mean, we've said this a lot, make time and then start making time for other records. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, with this one too, there's this whole, I mean, having just seen a band like celebrating their entire catalog, um, at Radio City and also being keenly aware that like, we're now living in like the era's, uh, era of every artist where everyone's yeah. going to want to sort of want to do that it's really interesting to think about how these songs are gonna are gonna fit into uh what will probably be like a very long and interesting career making yeah. music that is like this right so like in 10 to 15 years hearing these songs folded into a set with a bunch of other songs is going to be really interesting yeah I, I think the miles comp is 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 just and, and i don't think anybody involved in this project should feel any pressure on that like you're you're just you're there you're, yeah, you're doing the thing. You're, you're, yeah. you're doing the thing, and uh, yeah. it, that that comp is from external sources. That you know, people listening, but people should pay attention. You know, like they do now in hindsight to what Miles was doing. They should pay attention now because it's happening now, yeah. and and you have a chance to be a part of it. Uh, which I I, I would hope I think from you know what you've said about her, what I've read about her. And this group that that's that's kind of what they want, you know, the DIYness of it, the community of it, the make it bring it back to like this is about people. Yeah, and and you know to that point, I'll you know one of the this very funny thing happened at that at the show, uh, which was that it was like a Sunday night show, so it wasn't it was sort of sparsely attended. Um, a couple of notable DC folks were there who I will not, who I will not, who I shall not name. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, the, you know, maybe two or three songs into the set, she kind of leaned into the crowd and said, like, how's everyone doing tonight? And we were silent. Like yeah. everyone was just like, <laughs> is she performing? Is she, what is happening? Yeah. Like where, like everyone was so transfixed by what we were seeing on stage that we didn't, it took us a second to realize she was talking to us. And at that point she kind of laughed and she was like, are you guys okay? Like everybody come, come in here. Like, are you, is everyone awake? Like what's going on here? And I chatted with some people afterward and we were all just like, no, we were all just shell shocked from what we were seeing. And we just couldn't, couldn't really summon the energy to like, leave our bodies to talk to someone else yeah yeah so uh great album i killed your dog on the rain uh yeah. is is out now uh go get it and i'm you know we we used to have uh our we used to have a rating system it was buy stream or pass i think yeah, here's what back, i'm back, back when we believed in things here's what i'm, I'm uh, my final word on this is just buy it even if you might not like, I've been in a like. Am I going to listen to it a lot before I buy something now? Because um, I'm running out of room. I have too many records, you know. But yeah. this one, just buy it. It may it may sit there. It may sit there for a year. But I think you're going to pull it out and be like, oh yeah, this one. So, uh, sure. We're going to take a quick break. Come back and uh, let you know what's coming up and. Uh, Maybe talking about some issues. I don't know. We'll see. Hang tight. I'm forgetting. 
Okay, Lorraine's I Killed Your Dog is out everywhere now, as is World in Action's EP, as is Eduardo. Pre- <laughs> As, as is, uh, the album is called Obleski Blon, and the band is named Chitanhas. That's one of the hardest sounds uh, for a non-native Portuguese speaker yeah. to get right. I, I apologize. Maybe one of these years I'll I'll learn Portuguese and we'll I'll, I'll be able to do this. But I'm not going to embarrass myself in the meantime. Uh, coming up on the show, as you have heard us reference in this conversation, Israel Nash. He has a new album coming out yeah. next Friday. Ozarker. We had a great talk with him. It was. Great catching up. The last time I talked with him was uh, the Kavanaugh hearings, and it was like a deluge in the D.C. area for people, if they remember that. It was it was absurd. Yeah, um, it was a crazy day. But we just sat in his tour van out behind this uh, venue in Vienna, Virginia, and had a, uh, a really heady talk. This one was just as heady in a different way. So I think I think you guys are going to like that. Uh, we are, you know, what I wasn't, uh, uh-huh. what I wasn't able to interject in that discussion is that, um, the, uh, he, his band, they encored with four dead in Ohio, which yeah, is yeah. relevant to the, to something we talked about. Yeah, 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 on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when that happened, I was like, oh my God, it's all coming full circle because I well, remember that was, I remember he came out and played that song with a sneer. It's all connected, man. you know, just so angry about. Yeah, it's it, it's as we all were yeah. about Kavanaugh. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. all just at any rate. Uh, yeah, so that's coming out, and then we only have a few more episodes left. Uh, th- this is a short season. Almost been a season. Um, we yeah. may do a few more interviews. I, you know, it just depends what comes our way. Uh, we wanted to talk to Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> he didn't yeah. want to talk to yeah. us. That doesn't a, have time for us, okay. Mr. Absolute Zero. That's. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, also, you know, thanks to our uh, sponsors. Oh, a a yeah. big thing. I, I want to real quick before we get out. So we did a fundraising push. We both hate fundraising. We did a fundraising push at the beginning of the year and said, hey, look, these are our costs. It is about $1,000 a year to for everything. And that's mics, that's uh, software, that's hosting, that's all that stuff. Uh, we're at the end of the year, about a third of the way there, but thanks to like four or five super generous people. Uh, and those people are like monthly donors. And yeah. that's where that oh, yeah. really makes a difference because what we finally got to was a point where the cost for hosting the actual show, the audio and the site is now covered. So that means we don't have to w- look at it. We don't have to worry about it. It just goes into an account and it's like, boom, 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 and it keeps rolling over. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, you know, you know who you are. Uh, and if you are into that sort of thing, uh, I can tell you if we had 500 people donating a dollar a month, that would cover everything. Yeah, that'd be it. 200 people would cover everything. 500 would like buy my cats a lot of cat toys. <laughs> we're, che- we're cheap dates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, there is a link in every... Uh, episode in the show notes. Uh, if you feel that you'd like to support this, go ahead and click it. Anything is good. Uh, the lowest you can do is 50. I would take 50 cents, but the uh, lowest you can do is a dollar, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, uh, but at any rate, uh, so we will be back in a week with Israel Nash. Uh, until then, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, stay safe. World's crazy. World is yeah. crazy out there. All right. Talk to you soon.